Hi, I'm Andrew Main, and welcome to the Andrew Main Q&A podcast. Well, I guess since it's video now, too, I need to come up with a better name. Till then, it's just the Andrew Main Q&A. Now, this week was the last block of Don't Trust Andrew Main episodes on A&E, but there's going to be a special episode coming up Saturday, March 1st on A&E. So be sure to look for that. There's also a new episode of the Weird Things podcast with Justin Robert Young and Brian Brushwood. In this episode, we describe a very horrific situation in which somebody has to leave their house and some other fun stuff. I also appear this week on the Current Geek podcast with Justin, and that's hosted by Tom Merritt and Scott Johnson over at frogpants.com. Meanwhile, I stopped by the Expose Magic News podcast to irritate the host, Kristen Gerhardt, as she tried to read the news. It's what I do. I should have some links up for that, so if you want to go check those out, please do. Coming up, I think I'm going to be on the Cord Killers podcast, and there will be a new episode of the Weird Things podcast. Now, to questions. The first question comes from Whitney again. Thank you, Whitney, for sending in another question, and this is a good one. She writes, when I was building up my career as a magician and writer, did I have a plan B just in case it didn't work out? Well, the way it worked out for me was this. By the time I got to high school, I knew I wanted to be a magician, that that was going to be the thing I was going to work towards. So in high school, I started promoting myself and building up a show. So shortly after, I could go work on cruise ships and travel around the world doing that. But along the way, you pick up other skills. As I got into magic, I learned things about how to build. I learned carpentry. I learned other things that helped me do what I needed to do, but also created opportunities for me. I actually worked behind the scenes making props for commercials and had offers to go work on movies in between working on my magic show because word got around that I knew how to do these things. And these are things that I set out to do. I'm very, very much into learning new skills, whether it be something physical like how to hold a hammer or something more abstract like working with software. I think these things are very important. I think that all of us need to think of ourselves as lifelong learners. So going for magic, magic opened up doors for me. I started creating ideas for other magicians and I started publishing that. And that meant that I had to learn how to work in Photoshop. I had to learn how to use design programs. I had to learn how to work in word processing. And most of all, it made me pay attention to my writing which later on when I started working with organizations that were promoting critical thinking and science, I would do more writing and writing for magazines. And that made me more conscious of how much attention I needed to pay to developing writing as a skill. I always wanted to be a writer ever since I was a little boy, but I never thought I had the patience or skill to write something as big as a novel. And that's something I've only done quite recently. The novels came about because over the years working on writing, thinking about it as a craft, trying to learn more about it, I finally reached a point where I felt comfortable enough to give it a shot. But I still try to learn these things. And I've mentioned before, like I've got around me, I've got books on writing. I'm always learning new things and learning things from people. Right now I have an editor I'm working with on one of my novels and going through her notes on stuff is super helpful. It's painful, but it's super helpful. So I think a plan B was never a thing for me. It was always looking for opportunities and developing the skills for that. Magic led me into publishing, and then from magic and publishing, that led me into television. I produced television shows that have nothing to do with magic. Then all that got me into writing, and then writing got me into television again through development of other projects. And these things just have a way of giving you opportunities. So skills, skills, skills. My plan B has always just been to have a lot of skills and to be able to pursue whatever I was interested in. 
Marlena writes, Hi Andrew, I hope you're having a good day. I'm having an awesome day so far. If I'm not too late, you're not. Just curious, are you left-handed or right-handed? I'm a righty for the most part, but it's interesting when you get into something like magic and one of the things you try to do is try to learn how to do things with both hands. And there are some sleights of hand and moves that I'm more comfortable doing with my left hand than with my right hand. When I was younger, when I was in school, I was obsessed with the idea of being ambidextrous and I actually taught myself to write with my left hand. It was not as good as my right hand, but I could write passively with my left hand, but my right hand just dominated. So I'm a righty, which I know a lot of like geniuses are left-handed, but so are a lot of serial killers. So I'm happy with my right-handedness with my slight lefty inclinations. Now comes a hard-hitting question from Olay. She wants to know, do I sing along when listening to music? Would I ever do karaoke? And the answer is this. I might sing along if I'm totally by myself. I have to be by myself. And the reason is, I do not have a good voice. I don't have any sense of rhythm or tone at all. And I'm not one of these people who just says that to sort of downplay an interest or whatever. I really don't. I really don't. I'm not good at that at all. I've had music teachers who've just given up on me. I've had friends have been like, hey, let's start a band. And then two minutes afterwards, they're like, oh no, this is not going to work. I just don't have that aptitude or that ability. And would I ever do karaoke? Hell no. Hell no. And I know the point is just to have fun, but like if you know you're going to be bad, you know you're really going to be bad, then listen, there are many other ways I can make an ass of myself to entertain you besides singing, so I don't. So this question is from Carl. He wants to know how much of the magic that we did on the show involved help from other magicians. How much of it was behind the scenes sort of work where other people are there to make me look good? And the answer is all of it. I had a great team of magicians helping me come up with the magic tricks, helping me figure out how to do them, and being there to make sure that I could pull them off. It's a team effort. It's collaborative. It's like when you watch David Copperfield on stage, he's on stage, there's assistance, there's lighting, there's a bunch of other people making all of that work together. I was very grateful for the people I had helping me out. That included Rico De La Vega, Danny Garcia, and some other guys. Those guys were great. They were there for me every day and helped make sure that I could pull this off. They brought in a tremendous amount of expertise and helped me look good. So there you go. The answer is a lot. I mean, you know, to make this monkey dance, it takes some work. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Maniac Q&A. If you have any questions, send them to questions at andrewmain.com. Now this show might be changing form a little bit in a couple weeks, but you'll get noticed. We'll see what happens there. In the meantime, keep following here. Keep subscribed to my YouTube channel or keep subscribing to this on your podcast feed and you'll be up to date. Also remember there's the Weird Things podcast. So just go to weirdthings.com and you can find it there or look for it in iTunes. And who knows where else I might be popping up. Keep it weird. <laughs>